Hey there, it's me, Karolina Romanyuk, your pediatric sleep consultant, and welcome to another episode of the Sleep Boss Podcast. You know, this is the scariest week of the year for parents. It is daylight saving time, and of course, it is in combo with Halloween which is one of my favorite holidays. But you know what? I wanted to talk about more on daylight saving time because we spend so much energy and time instilling a healthy sleep foundation for our kiddos. And when you finally think that you have figured it out, bam, right? (laughs) Like a new change occurs. And you know, like I remember in my 20s, I loved this time. I love daylight saving, the falling back, right? Because I mean, who wouldn't want to get an extra hour of sleep? Now, life is a little different. You know, this this time change that we're going to go through <laughs> not only really guarantees that it will be dark when, you know, I head into the office or, you know, if you head into the office. And at times when I wake up in the morning, it'll also be dark, which is super depressing, actually. But it also means that my kids will be getting up an hour earlier. Um, can you cue like the really scary body shivers that like I'm getting and a lot of other parents are, you know, my phone has been ringing off the hook and I figured, you know what, I'm going to give you a guide on exactly what to do. So even though this week we are celebrating not only Halloween, like I said, it's my favorite holiday, but also daylight saving time. So let's prepare together for both events. In the show notes, you're going to see also a free 29-page e-guide. Yeah, 29 pages um, on how to help your little one with going into the transition for um, the time change. So I gave you two options. That's why it's kind of extensive, um, where, you know, one, it's kind of like you going the slower route and gradually transitioning into it. And then another option is, you know, when it's actually the weekend when it happens, just how to kind of get yourself back on track. So it's filled with schedules, actionable tips, and most of all, like I mentioned, two options on how to solve this scary uh, daylight saving time dilemma. I don't know why I just did such a high soprano voice, but <laughs> I, oh, oh, one more thing. I wanted to share something really fun with you. Um, I'm going to also put it in the show notes. This is a really fun uh, Halloween like marshmallow snack um, that I'm planning on doing with the kids. So shh, don't tell them yet. It's a surprise. So you can definitely check it out in the show notes as well and join me on the fun. So let's dive into what the actual um, you know, kind of sleep guide would what it would entail. So why is daylight daylight saving time so important? You know, the main purpose of daylight saving time is to really make better use of daylight. I know, super simple, right? So primarily during the summer months, um, so we don't really, you know, waste um, any type of sunlight. And in the spring, um, daylight saving time is to add an hour forward, hence the term spring forward. And during the fall, we subtract an hour, hence the term, you know, fall back. I don't know why I'm saying hence, but (laughs) now that you know why, uh, you know, why this is kind of happening, because I love to explain why i don't just like to tell you know my clients uh or you know the families that are listening you know just do it and don't question right i want to even myself i want to know the reason behind it 
So that's why I'm giving it to you. Now, let's get down to the how. How are we going to do this? So there's two schools of thought. The first one is start adjusting a few days in advance, or the second school of thought is wait until the actual time change really happens and go from there. Definitely, I'm going to show you both ways, right? So let's begin. The first part, and you can definitely take out a sheet of paper or maybe take notes on your phone um, so you kind of can get um, the gist of it, but you're also, like I said, you're going to have in the show notes, you could just check and there'll be a link to um, the fallback daylight saving time uh, e-guide. So let's chat first about adjusting naps and bedtime. And the first school of thought is the first tip. Begin a couple of days, sometimes, you know, a week before shifting um, your the meal times, of course, nap times and bedtime, roughly 15 minutes later. If your little one is a little more sensitive to um, changes, you can. I've had parents start like even two weeks before, um, but it's on the rarer side. So if you're if your little one is more sensitive you can do you know like five minutes or ten minutes um every day or every other day and move it later until you get to your um you know designated uh, uh time um, i'm going to give you the schedule sample so you'll kind of know more on what i'm talking about but the reason why you're doing this is this will reset your child's clock in time for daylight saving okay so Let's, um, I'm going to give you a little of a one sample schedule right now, and then we're going to dive deeper into um, what it would look like if you're actually doing the change on the weekend. So this sample schedule is um, like, let's say the week of uh, when daylight saving is going to be happening. So day one to day two, let's say it's like October 26th to the 27th. Bedtime is for an example, usually 7 p.m. Now that you're going to adjust it, right, we're going to move 15 minutes forward. So it will be 7.15 p.m. And then day three to day four, um, let's say that's October 28th um, and to the 29th. So you can do every two days or you could do every one. Um, I kind of like to have it like two days just to kind of keep it nice uh, and balanced. So now bedtime will be 7.15, right? And then you're going to adjust it, move it another 15 minutes. So it's roughly 7.30. Then day five to day six, um, that will be uh, October 30th and October 31st. So that's Halloween. Uh, <laughs> I'm super excited about it. Um, so bedtime will be at 7.30 at that point. And then you're going to move it another 15 minutes. So it will be 7.45. And then the last day, the day of daylight saving, um, that'll be day seven to day eight. It will be November 1st. Bedtime will be 7.45. And then it will be pushed to 8 p.m. So that 8 p.m. time will still feel it might feel like a seven, um, right? So we are, um, you know, just just uh, kind of moving it um, forward. So let's uh, continue on with the second tip. Um, wait, no, I made a boo boo. It's not. It's not going to feel seven because you've moved it to eight. Um, it's going to feel uh, well. Really, it's going to feel eight because you, you've been gradually transitioning it. Um, I'm going to talk about in detail if you're going to move the times um, the day of, okay? And then how will that work? So, okay, let's um, go on to the second tip. And this still, we're in that first school of thought where we're moving um, gradually. 
So during the day, you want to really um, come outside, go get some fresh air and see, you know, the sunlight on your shiny hair. So since we will be pushing mealtime and bedtime 15 minutes later, every few days, they will be tired, right? So this is what I want you to do. And this is the reason why for this is to help them adjust um, easier to this time. So fresh air and sunlight is a huge plus because the light does reset our internal sleep clock. So if you feel that, you know, you're pushing by 15 minutes, um, it might be too much for your little one. So you just want to make sure that there's a lot of, um, you know, cool breeze in their room or, you know, maybe just go outside for a little while and that will help them to kind of reset that clock. So let's say it's a little too chilly outside. You don't have to go outdoors. Um, you may, you know, use your indoor lighting to your advantage and turn on the lights in your home where your little one is during their waking hour, right? When they're awake for this transition. And again, our body's sleep system, which is also known as the circadian rhythm, works off of light and dark. So when our environment is lit up, when it's bright, it keeps us awake. And when it's dim or when it's dark, we get really relaxed and ready for sleeping. So this is going to help you so much. Even for light sleepers, the darker the room, the better that they will naturally want to go to sleep because the darkness elevates our melatonin, which is our sleep hormone. Okay. So the third tip is really creating the perfect sleeping space. So since the evenings now are becoming darker at an earlier time, bedtime is golden for this environment that promotes relaxation and sleepiness. So when um, we have like the time change in the spring, what happens is bedtime is like much earlier right? Uh, well, meaning like the sun is is still up. And if you tell your child, you know, hey, it's bedtime, they're going to be like, um, no, it's not. The sun is still up. <laughs> so um, this is usually like the best, um, op- the best uh, time change for parents, especially if they have uh, early risers or if they have kind of trouble with um, falling asleep at an earlier time. So, oh, and then a really fun fact is there is no um, S at the end of saving. Did you know that? I actually, I had no clue. I would always say like daylight savings time, um, but I thought this was a really cute fun fact just to kind of tell you that. um, And the reason why uh, is because we are um, saving daylight. So the term daylight savings time is so commonly used instead of daylight saving time, especially in countries um, such as Australia, Canada, and the US, uh, because the term savings is used in like everyday context, such as, you know, like a savings account. So um, I thought that was a really cool, uh, you know, fun fact. Um, So it's daylight saving. (laughs) Okay, now let's kind of move into the second school of thought on, you know, waiting until the actual time change happens and then go from there. So that would kind of look like on Saturday, that is Halloween, um, no need to reset the clocks. And, um, you know, you could pretend like there's really no change and wake up as usual, start your day. Yes, it might be a little earlier, but your body will adjust. And remember the tip on letting light in to adjust your internal internal sleep clock. So um, once you've had, you know, time to like, once you wake up and you've had time to have like your coffee, your matcha tea, your green juice, your ginger and lemon tea or coffee, or 
I think I said coffee twice already, but whatever, you know, whatever your heart desires in the morning, then you can go ahead and change the clocks when the time actually happens. Oh, and then another fun fact is that this strategy can also work when traveling across, um, you know, a, a different time zone with your little ones since adjusting 15 minutes um, at night simply won't really work uh, when you're finding yourself halfway across the globe. So this second um, technique will really definitely help you a lot. Okay, now we got all that fun stuff. Um, you are also getting the gift of a couple of schedules. Um, I have one from zero to five months and then one for three naps, another one for two naps, another one for one nap. So it's going to help you on the weekend of daylight saving, how to kind of adjust your little ones um, sleeping uh, windows. So let's say your your little one is um, zero to five months. So the schedule shift would be, for an example, wake up time of 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And if they're, you know, between zero to three months, uh, you know, like a couple of days old, uh, which congratulations. I, that's so, oh my God, my kids are 10 and eight now and oh, I miss them when they were so little. But um, let's say your little one is, um, you know, just born up until three months. Their awake window is really 45 minutes to 60 minutes. Um, and they could be having like cat naps from four to six naps a day which is super normal. What I mean by awake times is um, when they wake up for the day, you kind of want to start your clock and maybe um, have it 45 minutes to maybe an hour. That's as long as a newborn can really stay awake until they're like, oh, I need to take a nap now. Right? Um, so that's a really nice uh, golden um, nugget to kind of take away from here. Um, if your child is four months, usually the wake window is close to 90 minutes. Sometimes it could be 60 minutes, but usually it's, it's closer to a 90. Um, and then they could be taking four to three naps. If your little one is five months, um, their wake window is closer towards an, uh, like an hour and a half to two hours. Um, and they should be taking three naps um ideally but some can still be transitioning from four to three so if they're like closer towards five and a half months um they should be on a three nap schedule and then bedtime meaning like in bed should be um anywhere from seven to eight p.m so if your little one is under five months one big key takeaway here is that there really is no consistent schedule as of yet and the main goal here is to just to stay close to um the awake times this does decrease uh, the possibility of overexhaustion resulting in a really cranky baby and even a cranky mama. And we don't want that. So your main objective really for kiddos under five months is just to continue that beautiful bond with them and just use those awake windows that I was mentioning. And some days you'll have good days, some days you'll have off days, and that's normal. Because, you know, our kids, just like when they're born without an, um, like an immune system, and then that starts to kind of really, really develop later on, uh, the same goes with sleep. We're actually born without a internal sleep system, without a, a circadian rhythm. And then that starts to develop uh, a little bit later. And um, that's why, you know, when I get moms or even dads telling me, I can't get them on a schedule, what do I do? It's super normal super, super normal. So at this age, um, you definitely want to start uh, the schedule shift. So like, let's say after five months, um, and you can start the schedule shift on Sunday, day one of daylight saving time. Um, it doesn't, you know, really affect babies of this age that are super young. So maybe like four to uh, four, three to five days, um, you'll add maybe an earlier bedtime if you need it. But in most cases, uh, kids, 
around those ages, they're, they're pretty good. It's super simple. Now, let's say your child is taking three naps, and that can be anywhere from the ages of, let's say, like I said, four months up until eight months. Some kids transition around six, seven months into two naps, uh, but if your little one is still taking three naps, awesome. Keep it up. <laughs> it's really, really great. Past eight months, uh, it's usually uh, they should be taking more like of a two-nap schedule. So let's say the current schedule is a wake-up time of 6 a.m., and the first nap is maybe like 9 a.m., the second nap might be at 1 p.m., and then their third nap is um, like 3.30, uh, and then in bed by 7. So the new schedule shift will be a nap one at 8.30 a.m., a nap two at 12.30, and then a nap three at 3, and then in bed at 6.30. And um, if a nap is really under 30 minutes, uh, you'll kind of adjust the next nap by making it roughly 20, 30 minutes earlier and then following a nap or bedtime also by 20 or 30 minutes earlier. Uh, this will kind of keep the balance. So for an example, let's say, you know, they're used to falling asleep at nine and now um, for their first nap and they're now with the time change, that nap kind of like becomes, you know, like 8.30 and then um, they're super uh, cranky you just want to make the second nap if the first nap was short let's say like under an hour the second nap will just be 20 or 30 minutes um, a little bit earlier just to kind of balance off whatever sleep that they didn't get for their first nap if this makes no sense and you're like what that just went completely over my head definitely pause rewind and you can re-listen to it also you do have the guide so definitely go into the show notes check it out and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about and if anything i'm always here for you You can always reach out to the team um, or myself uh, on the email and i also have my information and my contact info um, in the show notes as well okay oh and one more thing is if your child does have a really strong sleep association you know where they kind of need you to fall asleep every single time so that could be rocking nursing um holding or whatever else you need to do this process can be even more sensitive. So the best thing is to really stick to an early bedtime and ideally consult with a sleep consultant to solve this. So sleep associations do play a really big role. Now, moving on to the second nap schedule. Two nap schedules um, usually, like I said, are um, they can start as early as six to seven months, but usually like around eight um, or nine months up until uh, 18 months. So they're usually on a two-nap schedule at that point. Now, some kids can transition to one nap as early as like even 12 months I've had, but you want to make sure that it's a true one-nap transition and it's not like a fluke, meaning like if they're taking one nap for a week and then all of a sudden they're going back to two naps, definitely it was just a growth spurt. So try and keep the two naps as long as possible. Once a child really does transition into one nap um, and they're and they're pretty young, meaning like they're under 18 months, uh, usually bedtime can be like super early uh, to kind of compensate. And I mean like 5.30 p.m. early. Yeah, I've had that happen with a lot of kids. So definitely, um, you know, we want to kind of extend. So let's say um, your little one is on a two-nap schedule. So the current sleep schedule is, let's say, maybe wake up at 7 a.m. And their nap one can be like 9.30 a.m. Nap two will be 1.30 p.m. And then maybe in bed at 7 
So the new shift schedule will be, um, uh, the first nap will be at 9, second nap will be at 1, and then in bed maybe like 6.30. So you can also begin shifting this schedule on Sunday, um, day one of daylight savings, just to kind of adjust everything. And all the other rules um, kind of apply. What I was talking before is that if a nap is you know under 30 minutes, you can just adjust the next nap roughly 20 or 30 minutes earlier. And the same goes with, with bedtime. Okay, now onto the last um, schedule is a one nap. So let's say, you know, your little one wakes up at 7 a.m. Their nap should be close to 1230 um, and then in bed. Oh, oops, I made because um, I'm reading off of the guide. Um, I just realized that I have 1230 a.m. It's supposed to be p.m oopsies <laughs> but um okay so if you do notice that just uh disregard <laughs> and then in bed at 7 p.m so the new schedule shift will be nap at 12 and then in bed at 6 30 p.m um and we want to begin shifting uh the schedule again on sunday daylight savings and the same nap rules apply and always remember if your child does have a really strong sleep association just like what we were talking about uh, being fed to sleep, rocked to sleep, held to sleep, or whatever the situation, the, whatever the circumstances, this will uh, be more sensitive for them. So if they're not sleeping well now, if they're having constant night wakings, this will add to it. So we want to, um, you know, gently kind of ease into it. And you are so welcomed to, you know, have a free uh, consultation with myself just to type, dive deeper into what's going on. And then we can talk about, you know, how to, how we can solve this for you. Okay. So let's kind of keep it moving because I really respect your time and I want to give you so much oodles of information. So remember the early bedtime is really like a savior. And for some kids, you know, for three to five days, bedtime will be between, you know, 5.30 and 7 p.m. So 5.30, of course, is like for, um, you know, the youngsters. Um, now, you'll you'll know definitely, you'll know like when that, when to kind of um, shift it. So next question is you're probably thinking, and I kind of was thinking this too when my kids were, were little, you know, how long will this really last? Like how long does, you know, this transition kind of last? And it, it can take one to two weeks for a child to fully adjust to the time change. And if sleep troubles do persist after this, it's probably time to just reevaluate the cause and the possible solutions on, you know, how to really solve this and dive deeper into like what's going on. And don't forget about your sleep either. That's so important. Adjust your bedtime earlier as well and get enough sunlight to help with making, you know, the adjustment easier for you. And I promise you it will be okay. I promise everything will be okay. This is not, you know, like a make or break it and you can always connect with me. So thank you so much for listening. And if you're into it, please subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. I can't wait to catch you next time. Bye.